You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right. Welcome to the eighth episode of the High Vibe Guys, everybody. My name is Big Bulls. You got your boy, Asa Bay, the scholar, the teacher, the light. Um, Akil, elaborate because you like to do that. The plant god. You forgot that? Huh? King D. The scientist. I don't know what I'm doing. That. The metaphysicist. Y'all are so good for my ego. Meta- metaphysicist. I'm going mm-hmm. to schedule these shows mm-hmm. on my depressing days. The illusionist. Me I don't know why I threw illusionist. Somebody, somebody asked me this. Pisces energy, though. Yeah, That's I was running out of I'd have hit me up one day and said, uh, I've never heard you praise anybody like that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel honored. I was That's like, the yeah. truth. I told her, I was like, it's a kill's idea. That's it, how it is. But it's the truth. And then we got uh, the other co-host of the show. Millie Rocket. So, oh, yeah, that's a kill. And then, uh, hey, Dave. Bro. One and only a kill. One and only. And in the you? background, we got Dave taking care of stuff. I'm just here to fact check. Fact check. <laughs> For booze. Make me look stupid. Right, For booze. Right. <laughs> oh, and we got our second guest of all damn time. Oh, we need, we need that, uh. That drum roll. That drum roll. What, what? What? Really? Really? It's the first. It's the first because she was the first female yeah, guest. Okay. Okay. First male guest. First male guest. You know what I'm saying? Go. Coming so, through with that yin yang real quick. The yin yang, and uh, I like what Asa called him early because he called him the Marcus Garvey of our of other day. Well, he didn't say that, but he either compared him to Marcus Garvey. I'm just saying. He that said you're your Marcus bro. Garvey five. What's big right now? What's what's essential right now? Food. Food. Who else do you know is like putting their energy, their time, every day, blood, sweat, and tears. You see mm-hmm. it on the gram. You see them out and about. Mm-hmm. You see them in communities, radio shows, mm-hmm. trying to get these people to concentrate their energy on what? Food, bro. Mm-hmm. Being consistent and persistent. And uh, I met Rafa about two years ago, man. And um, in that, I recognized how much of a battle he had in front of him. And... Two years later, to see somebody fighting that battle, to know what it takes in order to open a grocery store, because I'm very familiar with that process, to know that he's going at it, not a, alone, but alone in the sense that he's definitely the one who's shouldering the responsibility of moving forward this project inside of his community, mm-hmm. um, and knowing how important it is and how detrimental it is to the development of our community and some of the people within it. I couldn't be prouder of you, Ben. I, I know I never had this uh, conversation, which I couldn't be proud of you. And it's not a glamorous thing to do. It's an, it's a necessity. And we need more people in our community who are pushing towards doing things that are necessities and not to, um, you know, get IG likes and things of that nature because you seem like you've always been deeper than that. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. We got Raphael Wright of the neighborhood grocery store inside the building, y'all. I think you pretty much hit the introduction. Um, East Sider, um, Detroiter. Uh, is that important? Eat, you got to get to If you're from Detroit, born and raised, east side, west side is the thing. It's important. It's yeah. important. Um, west side over here. West, I'm yeah. sorry. It's still it's love. It's, still it's love. all love. It's, it's always, always love. But, um, we. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. It's a we thing. But right. um, uh, entrepreneur by career used to be by passion, but now this, this community development thing is really my passion now. Um, you get to a certain place socially where it's like, you know, I've 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 driven every car that I would want to drive. I've I've seen the dollar amounts that I'm happy with, but I'm not happy with what I see out in the world. You know, I got to do something to change something um, because that's what your legacy is really going to be built around. And that's where your heart and, you want, you know, your karma um, 
it's going to be reflective of that. Your judgment is going to be what good you've done, not how much money you made and all that other good stuff. So, um, you know, I just woke up one day and wanted to get on that. So that's, that's where my passion is, man, is this community development and, um, this dang on grocery store that we keep talking about. That's, um, that's the start of community development. You know, you can't lead your folks unless you're feeding them first. So, so before we get into the, the neighborhood grocery, we normally kick it off with just a random topic. And we already hit coronavirus in our last episode. So for this one. We really didn't, though. Did we not go into it? Not really. I mean. We ain't go too far into it. But, I mean, you know. Oh, God. I think everybody know the logistics of what's going on now. Well, because Akil's a big conspiracy theorist. I can't say it correctly. But he's all into conspiracy. So once you go ahead and give us your, your top conspiracy for coronavirus at the moment. Oh, so, I mean, for me, it's kind of like what Ada touched on with the last episode. It's always something. There's always something to, you know what I'm saying, promote fear and keep people in a type of space. So for me, I see all the little linchpins of martial law type things being rolled out. You sound like a segue. Well, I had, I had one. Oh, is the coronavirus a segue to, uh-huh. I could oh, see yeah. it being that because nothing <clears throat> in my lifetime has reached the level of shutting down the whole country or the NBA I never or heard. yeah the NBA not playing or sport or the NBA shut events. down before it's it's been done no uh, like but the not for SARS the outbreak uh and i believe it was H1N1 where they had uh games without fans i'm i'm a i'm a i'm a basketball fan like since i was little they have never done this this no, has, where, they're ki- where they're killing the season, basically. Yeah, yeah. That, this suspended the season until further notice. They've never done this, ever. So, this this is like a, a whole different ball game. Magic Johnson played with you know, HIV and they didn't shut it down. Right? Yeah. Right? Was, yeah. You know. Well, but, uh, well, well, but they dealt it, with guys that didn't want to play, yeah, play I against do, I do remember play this, yeah, What if he gets some blood or something like that? Yeah. Well, and there are players that have tested positive. For coronavirus, yeah, uh, and so Rudy Gobert. My whole thing with it is, is it's a math issue, and Americans, by and large, aren't very good at math because people are looking at like all the memes that are floating around and all that kind of stuff. They're like, oh, you know, it's no worse than getting a hangnail. People, more people die from cows than it. the problem isn't the fatality statistics right now. You're comparing it against things that are in the past, and so those numbers are finalized and will not continue growing. This is growing at an exponential rate. Like it went from 400 to 4,000 to 20,000 cases in Wuhan inside of two weeks. In Italy, it went from a couple dozen to 3,000 to 10,000 within two weeks. It's the super virality of it that people are missing. And they said, you know, it's not a 0.3% fatality rate. It's more like a 3.4, 3.5% fatality rate. And that's like if you're healthy. They said, you know, senior citizens, I think the rate I saw was something like 20 to 30. Wow. I think um, I focus a lot of my efforts in the hood, right? I think that in Detroit, we had the water shot off issue, right? How how important is water in preventing the virus in the first place? Right. Mm-hmm. And we ain't got water. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got people who have water and they don't even take care of their hygiene. Mm-hmm. So we are the perfect host for this type of virus in the hood and don't even really know it. That's why I really, that's, that's why I feel like it's a concern. Like who wants to just catch this just because like, yeah, I won't die, but, but who wants to catch something and who wants to be 
in an environment where, because I'm not afraid of homeless people and people that don't have access to water. I'm afraid of the people who got access to water and they mm-hmm. just walking around hugging and handshaking and kicking with everybody. They don't wash their hands. They don't wash their backside. And, <laughs> you know, that's what you got to really mm-hmm. deal with. And those are things you got to think about. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. this is not um, something to really play with when you look at the intangibles. I think we look at, you know, obviously the math stuff. But we don't look at the intangibles and the little things. This, this is this is something that's pr- pretty big and something that we should be concerned about. Uh, it is. It could be overhyped a little bit, maybe. But I think that is something to think about. It's something to definitely, <coughs> definitely think about and definitely be concerned about. Especially if you got children, you know, you don't want to put them in harm's way because of your conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Not saying that you know that's the thing here, but I'm you know. Yeah, kill. You don't want your baby. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. A. Yeah. A. The. Actual virus, like they say, is more targeting older folks. You know who, have weak respiratory who have weak systems. respiratory you know? systems. And I attack it in a vigilant manter, manner. Manner. I sound like booze. Cast tech. <laughs> I attack it in a... I went to King. King? Okay, cool. Another oh, another rival uh, cast. Jesus Wait, Christ, I think it was Renaissance and King, and I was like, hey, one, but continue. Do your thing. Not really. As a matter of fact... Uh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> But um, God, which is stupid banter, threw me off. I want to ask. I want to ask the a average, second question. The average cast technician cannot hold a thought for more than twenty five seconds. The average <laughs> person cannot. Let me. Let That's me. Like I got fish. some. I got some cool cast technicians. Not y'all. Whoever listening, I'm not talking about y'all. I'm just trying to shoot flames at a kill. But the, the average the, can't dude, hold Live it. Nation. This is a crazy number. In the past ten days, uh, sorry. In the past, no, sorry. Past week. Has lost one point eight billion dollars oh, yeah. due to canceled concerts, wow. canceled events, wow. canceled Dang. everything. So what's going on with the economy off of this? What's, oh, they about what's to come the up with the solution? Yeah, and, and, on, and I guess here so. you go. Okay, so so hold on, wait. Why why as a quote unquote conspiracy theorist would I not think the way that you just said? Present the problem. Here's the solution. Has that not been the case? Has that not been the case for what American culture, Western culture has been? What are y'all talking about? We can, we can go into some stuff for real and I can bring out like actual facts that come out conveniently 10, 15 years after some shit happened. 20 years after everybody then um, thought it through and then been stressed out about it. Yeah. Can I say something before booze? Of course. Two things. Uh, possibly okay. 12. Okay. But definitely two. One, inside the grocery store, will there be a medicinal herbal section? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think um one, supply and demand, that's one of the popular re- reintroductions in our community. And I think it's something that's vital, too. I think um I, I looked at something like um deodorant. And it's like, when you look at the ingredients of deodorant, it's like, metal and plastic and all types of stuff that your body just is not supposed to consume. So, you know, why wouldn't we introduce that? Now, and you don't see it in grocery stores outside of maybe like Whole Foods. Like you don't really see that um, section or that real education element either. Like nobody mm-hmm. is really educating on natural medicine and how important that it is and how effective it could be. I think that is went into that 
um, superstition type of category mm-hmm. and it's not being promoted or presented in a way that's that's credible. You know, I think that mm-hmm. it has become that joke or that oh that's that thing that the 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 CBites do or something like that or mm-hmm. you know it's no but it's real it's real and it's effective you know what I'm saying but overall like health um has to get into a routine it's not something that you just oh yeah me fix it when I'm sick no it's, this is a routine and Preach. herbal and herbal and natural medicines is a part of that routine so definitely it definitely be in there so have First, second thing okay, 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 okay. that I was going to say, let me cut off bulls on purpose. I didn't mean to cut you out. Yeah, I did definitely <laughs> right. cut you off. The second thing I wanted to say is like when we all hyped up about this stuff, finger pointing and complaining, like what are you about to do about it to the listener, to my brothers? You know what I'm saying? Mm. At the end of the day, we'd be hooping and hollering, complaining. What you about to do about it? The creator, yourself, however you see the God of the universe, you have an immune system mm-hmm. and we be just treating it reckless every day. Like mm-hmm. bro say consistency. We need like some type of regiment where you mm-hmm. keep yourself in order. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, you put yourself into a condition where your body don't even tolerate nonsense like mm-hmm. that. You know, even if the virus enters your atmosphere, enters your body, it got to it got to deal with what's going on there. So if you got mm-hmm. your military up, your immune because you can't really kill a virus, but you can shut that bad boy down and say, get up out of here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If mm-hmm. you got your system intact. So I think we need to put our, our attention back on that. You know, like like uh, brother. Brother Ralph says, like, we got all these medicinal methods like that really work. It's mm-hmm. not hocus pocus. Nope. This is what your grandma was doing. That's why she lived to a bajillion years old. Mm-hmm. Eating pork because mm-hmm. she knew how to tune herself back up in that backyard. And she had all her hair. Well, a lot bulls, of bulls, bulls, a lot of it. Bulls, My grandma got bulls. a wig now. Grandma, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Grandma. God. Oh, I love God. you. Yeah, let me, you, let me tell you something. I didn't really realize until Ooh, one day. Like this mom and grandma back to back. No, no, my mom's, got, right, right. my mom's got a thick fro, but my grandma though. My mama's old, and my grandma got wigs. It's, nah, man, nah, grandma. You know I love you. But one day I went up to her house, and then I was like, "Damn, who is this lady?" My mom? Oh, that's you, shit. <laughs> I, and I wanted to segue back to the grocery store <laughs> because you said, "What are you doing to impact the community? What are you doing to uh, to, to to change?" The culture, Raphael is definitely trying to put something in the community to, to help change the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want to ask you this. What's the difference between your grocery store and a corner store? What's the difference? Uh, the, I mean, the, the offering off top, you know, the, the corner store, we, we, we know it's a friend's outlet. It's mm-hmm. a friend's food outlet. Um, Parasite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not, it is not designed to, um, keep life going you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying it's designed to make money and uh th- their position in such a close and convenient proximity to the ideal quintessential not just i won't say detroit but the person in the hood like so many people don't have vehicles and if you in a city like detroit with like the heart the worst public transportation system mm-hmm. what That's are really crazy. what are your real you know options of eating you know what i'm saying if you mm-hmm. work in you know, ungodly hours, you know, mm-hmm. and you're still not making enough money. You got mm-hmm. rent and all these other things. You know, what are you really left with when it comes to eating? So those, those, those stores are positioned and not positioned in a way to keep you alive. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. me, I want to take that same model of location, but present something that will keep you going. You know what I'm saying? And putting something in your body that will keep you going and, and, 
you know, help not just your your physical body, but your mental as well. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of what you eat, um, it affects your mood. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been mm-hmm. I've been researching that for a long time. Like you know, we talk about crack babies and how imbalanced they were, but I mean, I ate Cheetos every day since I was five. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I'm the just, hot ones or the regular, regular ones. Yeah, I, I hate <laughs> hot food, but I was just I'm just I'm no different than a crack baby in that mm-hmm. sense, and I'm the quintessential Detroiter of that generation who. You know, ate snacks for breakfast or didn't even eat breakfast and, you know, just walked around. This is a walking time bomb of sugar consumption. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, it's, you got to put something better in your body and you got to be promoted away too. So being in a, a, a close proximity to these neighbors, you know, the presentation, I think, is going to be the difference maker as well as just the offering. You know what I'm saying? Like, it got to be cool. If it's not cool, ain't nobody going to mess with it. And, mm-hmm. and there's so many seeds you planted when you do this, bro, because. It's not only the seed, well, it's multiple seeds, but another seed that I think about that you're planning is the black entrepreneurship in the grocery realm. And, like, that's a whole thing within itself. Mm-hmm. There are no other black-owned grocery stores inside the city of Detroit right now. Um, Mr. Hooks, who I think the majority of us are pretty familiar with, at least in this room, was, I believe, the last black grocery store owner inside the city itself, which mm-hmm. I know Raphael is really familiar with. So is uh, Asabe. Akil doesn't know anybody. So um, <laughs> it's definitely... But... Um, how 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 is it navigating? <laughs> how is it navigating the landscape Savage. where there is nobody else who looks like you within that landscape where you're the only one? Because is it an isolating feeling? I know you and Malik Kenny had a sit down interview, and I want to talk on that real quick, uh, real briefly. But how do you navigate the landscape to do something that nobody else is doing right now? Uh, I learned kind of quickly that it wasn't even a color thing uh, when it comes to black because it's a lot of. I mean. It's black, white, anybody outside of Caldean don't understand grocery and they don't have the, the penetration to actually get stuff done. Like it's, it's a lot of white people that want to do these things too and they can't do it either because that Caldean community got such a stronghold on. How? I mean, one ownership of land, like they own all the land in the hood. So if you want to be local, they got the buildings that are ideal to put that type of uh, offering in it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can mm. put a grocery store in a grocery store building only. You know what I'm saying? You can put anything in a grocery store building, but you can't put a grocery store in, I don't know, a repair shop or something like that. Like, it has to be a specific type of building to take that type of offering for, one, legal purposes, and two, just for health. Like, that's another thing that we think that we have to think about is that these these places that are our grocery stores today, they're not even safe places to put food in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they won't pass inspection. You know what I'm saying? If the city came through and wanted to inspect them spaces. So just imagine how healthy that food is if it's not even in a safe beacon, you know, beaker, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, um, you know, the land is a big thing when you just can't get, you can't get into that access to get a space because they own all of them that the ones that could actually uh, be perfect for your idea concept. Um, the distribution then is difficult as well because I mean, they didn't own distributors, but then at the same time, their position in places where you might have a building half mile down, but you know, a big distributor won't distribute to you because no, you know, you ain't spending no money with them. Yeah, you, you got to go out the way to uh to, to bring drop off them groceries. You got to pay somebody. Yeah, it's a it's, it costs money to even drop them off to you. So yeah, and then they got the cannibal rule. You know, if you within a certain mile radius, you cannibalize uh, somebody else. I didn't know that. Yeah, so like Spartan, you know, if you 
within a certain mile radius from another Spartan store they won't distribute. Hmm. And that's all distributors, you know what I'm saying? They got the cannibal rule where they, you know, I like your concept, but we got to store. Even a holistic style one? like So even like a unifier or something like that? Um, see, well, they're not really in the, in the neighborhood like that. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, I think they only really distribute to like Whole Foods and for better health, something like that. So they're not really out here like that they probably would but then is that price gonna make sense and just for the novice if you're not really into you know business like the distributors basically the person who has they warehouse all the groceries and they basically drop them off to the different grocery stores so they have if you they have might have the lucky charms or the uh, general mills and the uh canned goods and all this other thirds and what he's basically saying um is that you can't get this big company that has all the groceries to bring them to you if there's a lot of different things in place to kind of um to kind of keep it from happening. So, yeah, I think that's one of the myths. People think, oh, yeah, you just find a distributor and they sell you food. No, you they they give you the check if they're gonna actually do it or not. Hmm. You know, they interview you like you you mm. you, you you push you you send for them. Then they interview you. One experience matters. So if you don't have the experience, that's a no. Um, if you're not in the right location, no. Um, they look at, you know, your financial picture and, yeah. you know, it's like, Hey, we want to make a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not trying to make a couple thousand bucks. Like we down the street, we making millions a year down there with them. What, what makes us, what would make us come to you? Is the dollar amount worth their time? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? They do their own numbers and all of that stuff. And they'd be like, nah, I know, you know, the, the DGC put out like a, a market study for the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, this neighborhood can support 10 grocery stores. You ask a distributor, they're going to say, nah, hmm. nah, this this neighborhood could probably support one and we got it already. So we hmm. we ain't coming over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, so what options does that leave you, man? Uh, You got the smaller distributors. Again, prices impacted. Um, then you have Ooh. to do extra work. You know, you have to probably go get the food yourself and things like that, which, again, is an option it's not like it's a bad option if that's the only option that you have but those are the things that people don't think about when you look at growth i love what you just said the price is impacted right so that means if you're getting your groceries and let's say if Raphael would open up the neighborhood grocery store and he can't get a large distributor to drop off groceries he has to go to smaller distributor it's this thing called purchasing power mm-hmm. that smaller distributor can't buy the same amount of general mill cereal right so they don't get the same deal that a larger distributor would get. So you don't get the same deal. So you don't get the same deal, which means that his box of cereal is going to cost an extra buck for him to get a margin to make a profit off of that. Mm-hmm. Right. And how much do you think that impacted um, Mr. Hooks? Because I believe the price point is something that like we say we want. We want a black owned business in the community, but if we got to charge an extra 50 cent, people's like, oh, they're trying to rip us off. And how how do you kind of feel like you can try to navigate that? Because that's one of those things that I feel like is a consistent issue in the community. We don't recognize that it's a thing called purchasing power. Yeah. And if I'm small and I don't have all the support that I can't, I can't charge the same amount. Yeah. Well, well, Chaldeans win because they buy together. No, oh, even whether God. they, whether they related or not, you know, I went to the, yeah. I, I always go to this one story. I went to the produce terminal. This is when I first started this, this, this journey. Um, a guy that I, you know, work with took me to the produce terminal um, just to network and meet some people. And we literally seen at least half of the grocery store owners in the city, all Chaldean, they all came together and they literally just bought everything. Like they just bought it all. And you seen them sectioning everything off, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this person took his stuff here, they took his stuff there. Like that's what they do. You know, they may not be blood related, but they work together. So Mr. Hooks, 
he's the only show in town of our kind. You know what I'm saying? What did he really have as a, like, when we talk about uh, Malik and I, that's what we talk about. Like, we don't have to be partners as, as far as the concept, but I need him to open and he needs me to open because mm. now that's two people you know, possibly going to the same distributor with that purchasing power, mm-hmm. you know, making everything cheaper. And then it's hard to do that in the community that's so competitive and so divided. You know what I'm saying? You see that so much too, where mm. everybody wanna everybody wanna get their shit off. Mm. So can, can and, I say one thing? Yeah. God damn this is a good ass episode. All right. Yo, oh back with it. This yeah, shit is this good as fuck, man. Yo. Like this fucking information is, is. I feel like I'm in like a fucking college course right now, bro. Like a business course. You know nobody, but don't nobody think that deep. It's like you know, I've I've met with so many people all trying to do the same thing. It's like why are we trying to do it differently? We we talk. We we're saying the same thing. We trying to do the exact same thing. If you bought your whatever, I bought my whatever. You bought your whatever to the one bag, and we went to a distributor together. We don't have no excuse. There's no excuse for them to say no. And if they say no, then do what we always been doing for a hundred years: uh, cry about it and complain about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's protesting. It has this foundation when you got facts. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people just cry about stuff and don't even really have a reason why. But if we all came and went and knocked on the door and said, "Hey, can we buy something?" and they say no. There you go. There go yo. And then we got social media and all these other things. Like we now we got a story. You know what I'm saying? Now we can really pull the onion back and you know pull those layers back and say, hey, we trying our best, but this is what we going up against. But we be going up against ourselves. That, you know what I mean? Let me shit. So I I got two things real quick. First off, I love your perspective because you're speaking from an experience. I keep pushing perspective. And that's to me, that's like when you keep building knowledge and building knowledge because you keep pursuing your dream, that's what you're speaking from. And I think even that alone is really good for the listener right now and myself, man, because a lot of us, when one barrier comes up, two barrier comes up, three barrier comes up, we, we stop pursuing and we stop persisting. Well, what you're speaking from is like, I'm going to keep pushing and figure out a way to make it happen. And even that's kind of what I get. That's what I got when you said that you and Malik kind of had that, that moment where it's like, shit, why are we not clicking? And just, we got two different visions but we can help each other be successful in what we're trying to do and accomplish our goals. And we got to work, work together more. But damn, dog, that's a beautiful well, way you just put it. It's beautiful. Yeah, bro. but you mm-hmm. said, per, you, I mean, you, you just said perspective earlier and it makes so much sense. You see a difference in perspective. Like when I interview, when I interview Malik and I interview Malik because I got an upcoming urban health channel mm-hmm. coming on YouTube. Yeah. So I'm, per, I'm, I'm pursuing this, this task of education, edutainment rather. On, on health in urban America, not just Detroit, but every city like Detroit. So that was the first interview. I said, I got to get Malik in a sit down capacity. A lot of people say I couldn't do it because he weird. He don't really do stuff <laughs> like that. You know, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm getting his interview. He talked so much about his, his time in the movement. Right. And then I, hear people that's probably his same age and his same, you know, have done the same things he's done, but it's a struggle to them. So mm. while he's saying the movement, they saying the struggle, mm. but because Malik has made himself. So he, he has something to fall back on one. He's done the work. He's been through the headache, but he's built the following. He has believers yeah. and followers behind him. Facts. And he's found a way to execute and monetize what he's been doing. 
you know, other people haven't been able to do that. So it's a struggle for them. Yeah. I've been in the struggle for 50 years. He's been in the movement for 50 years. Mm. Me, I've been in the movement for about to be three years. As other people have been in the struggle mm. for that same period perspective. of time. So the perspective is different too. So you have to have the right minded people at the table too, because I go in them neighborhood meetings all the time and I talk to struggle people mm. who everything is a struggle. The mm. glass is always half empty. And then, you know, you probably got one or two people in that room where it's a movement and the glass is half full right. and you still get shit done with them folks. Right. But that, but you do find that issue where it's like in the room of a hundred people, it's only two of them that's really down with it. Everybody else is struggle folks. And that's what you run into a lot. It's perspective. Mm. Definitely perspective. Mm. Go ahead. Good. So two um, more questions. One, I'm glad you all brought up uh, Mr. Hooks. Uh, it seems as though, yeah, it's going to be another black-owned grocery store, but I feel a lot of different energy um, coming about because the people, it sounds like the people are going to have the opportunity to participate a little different. Can mm. you speak on that? Um, so a, a backstory on, not backstory, but back facts on this this effort being what it is. Um in 2012, Barack Obama, our president still, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> he passed the Jobs Act of 2012. Um, before 20, 2012, only publicly traded companies could like create an offering of like selling shares of his business and private companies that had that power. Crowdfunding has always been around with like Kickstarter, GoFundMe, things like that. Well, now with the Jobs Act of 2012, you can offer equity of your business and not just, all you know, say, hey, you give me $10, I give you a T-shirt or something like that. Mm -hmm. If you give me $10, I can give you equity. Um, you can, you know, have a different fundraising engine for a small business. Being in a city like Detroit that we're having this gentrification conversation and gentrification, you know, you see it and you see that, you know, most Detroiters, most native Detroiters, most black people, most poor black people have been locked out of the development conversation. This is a way for us to get entry into that. Mm. Right. So much mm. stuff is being built in our neighborhoods or in our city that we don't approve of or we don't like. But this is our opportunity to do something that we want to do our way, how, when, whatever. So opening up that outlet was something that I thought was important from an equity standpoint. But it's just a fundraising thing because grocery stores just don't have the funding available, right. you know, for every one dollar that a grocery store can get in a long fast food franchises get like eight dollars or something like that. Why? Why is that? Um, the, it's the it's the profit margin. You know, grocery mm. stores and anybody working grocery understands that it's razor thin. Like, yeah, yeah. grocery stores do not profit right. a lot. Um, it's steady and it's consistent. Um, you know, year by year, you know, you're gonna get that one percent or that three percent or four, depending on whatever. But you ain't getting what you would get in a tech business, you know, music business or whatever. The margins just don't add up. So it's just not the sexiest investment from a lending or investment standpoint. Mm. You know, I would rather give my money to a tech business than I would a grocery store. I think so, you know, I'm real. I think it kind of speaks to what you said earlier too. You said I didn't seen the dollars I want to see before. You know what I mean? Because you got to be humble to some extent to say that, yo. I'm only getting so much money out of this. The bag is only so big. Yeah. You know, like this ain't the this ain't like the the bag to to have it. So I'm gonna have a phantom. This the bag so I can sustain my 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 way of life that I got right now. Which I think, man, you just you right now you're making yourself the most respectable person in this room. Right? It's a labor of love, though, man. It is a labor of it's, love. Yeah. Spoke about it earlier when he was talking about community building. We were talking about raising kids earlier and how you got to be 
persistent and all these other things. And you talk about this almost like you're raising a kid. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, you can't, you cannot build a community. You know how good a community is by its grocery store. Mm. You know, period. Mm. Because that's the life of your community. Like, you have to feed people first before we have any other conversation about, you know, the neighborhood needs a rec center or, you know, we need street bumps or whatever. You need a grocery store to feed your folks. And our communities are built around McDonald's and all that other stuff. You, we killing each other. You know what I'm saying? And, like, it's been – this is an agenda, too. You know, uh, um, there's a book that came out some years ago that talk about why so many fast food franchises and French food outlets in the hood is because it's just profitable. It's, yeah. it's more profitable. Grocery stores don't present the profit, and it's not a cool job. You see it now with the Chaldeans, though, where – them, them stores is closing. Them kids don't want them stores. They don't want that labor. It's now the labor of love for them. They like we only sold to oh, niggas. Yeah. You talking about the next generation of yeah, Middle our, yeah, in. yeah. They not they they want to sell weed. They don't want to sell food. It's like that's you know, a this, big fact. Yeah, they don't. These stores is closing for that. You know, they, they, these you know older generations. This was a easy money back grab for them. They're like, look, I'm good to see you. They like, man, I'm good. I want to. I'm about to be with the rappers. I'm about to sell weed. Mm-hmm. I'm straight. Mm-hmm. And all these dispensaries and all these mm-hmm. stores are closing down because of it. Because they, they're getting conditioned like Americans to want the same bullshit that we want. They're coming over with one agenda that at least the parents are. And then the second generation is I'm like, you say, know, the second generation is straight up Americans, though. They, straight they, up they Americans. Yeah. Born so, and raised into yeah. this culture. And they need to be, and they need to be known too. So to just, you know, show black people like we ain't the only ones that have like a, you know, uh, a, a fucked up, you know, look at things because look at what they're doing. Like, I mean, I, I can't, I can't say I'm happy with the fact that Chaldeans are present because they don't care. Um, and I'm not saying they bad people either, but this is not to improve the community. These grocery it's stores, not, it's, no, to it's, not, it's to make it's money. It's to make money. It's to make money. We talked about this on one episode, man, where the conditions of the store itself, and you kind of were speaking to it earlier, whether it's the liquor store or corner store are deplorable. How they treat us is is beyond the lack of respect. They won't eat the food they sell. They won't eat the food themselves. They see them after cooking their own food, mm-hmm. and they got food on the shelves, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, and then again, this is not to uh, down any group of people because this is definitely not what the high vibes of uh, guys are about. But we, but we are about speaking truth, though, and we are about speaking to people who don't necessarily have good intentions inside of our community because they're here to make a dollar. It's no different than when when a European goes to Africa and says, "You know what." I'm here to make money. I'm finna mine these mines and build a community around it. The community's gonna be shitty as fuck because I'm, but I'm getting these diamonds out. They're getting these dollars out, which are the diamonds inside of our community. And we need more people to actually fight for it. And I'm glad that the kids, unfortunately, aren't interested in continuing on that legacy because we need more of us to have the opportunity in the space. Cause that's what, like you were saying earlier, if the space doesn't exist, they have all the, the land. Then what do you actually proceed? How did you even go about finding a space to uh, to try to make this thing real? Oh, uh-huh. and and couple of that with how do we get to that investor piece? How much can I put in, and how do how what what do how do we do that? Um, so do I answer the first question first? As far as location, just research. Um, my first intended location uh was uh advanced auto parts store on the east side. It's funny. Um I told this story on another podcast on how I ended up losing that space or the opportunity to get that space. But I told people from day one, once I got out of contention to get that space, I'm like a dollar store or something gonna open up there. Which is becoming the biggest grocery store in the in the world right now. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, dollar store. Right. 
and look up. It's a Dollar General now. You know what I'm saying? I knew from day one. I'm like, you know, because they sold the building, you know, and voided my lease. Mm-hmm. I'm like, a dollar store probably bought it or something. I knew it. You know what I'm saying? And it opened up like that. But um, as far as location, picking, looking at unmet demand, like I got into the industry and started, you know, understanding what the numbers were. The numbers don't lie either. It's not, you know, you can have in your heart, you know, what you want to put somewhere. You got to follow what the numbers say. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Those numbers mean something. You know what I mean? Right. So um, I, I, I've literally just been trying to pursue places with that unmet demand, um, that offering that's not being presented or that that leakage that's being, you know, created in the community and just trying to create an opportunity there. Um, not to say I don't have a I don't have an uh, interest in getting in like a food desert or something like that, but the the checks the the boxes got to check off. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The population got to be there. The business got to make the sense. business got to make sense. If it don't so, make dollars, yeah. it don't make sense. Still, is real. You yeah. Know what yeah. I mean? So and then you know once we get those places set up, then we can go in those the, those deserts. You know what I'm saying? Because Detroit has some deserts. You know, it's just more food insecure, and we got more swamps than deserts, but. We can't target those deserts until we create the oasis where you can. You gotta put aces in places, you know what I mean? So um um that that's how I've been pursuing locations, is just, you know, looking at the numbers and seeing where the demand is. Um as far as getting involved, um the website is online. Um this is an accredited project from uh, the state of Michigan, the Michigan Mile Act is what I'm using. So all Michigan residents are open to um, becoming a founding investor in Neighborhood Grocery. It's neighborhood-grocery.com. Uh, I got all of my paperwork there um, as far as, like, offering memo. The business plan can be got there. It's everything that you need to make a sound investment decision is on that website. Um, and then all my social media stuff to have all that information as well, where, you know, it's a lot of reading, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of read stuff to look through and read through just to make sure I'm, I'm just being as transparent as I could with the project, mm-hmm. just making sure that, um, you have all the information you need to make an investment. The initial buy-in is 50 bucks and then, um, no more than 10,000 because we don't want the IRS bothering us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 50 to 10,000 is what you can put in and, um, you'll get an annual interest and product discounts, but you have a seat at the table most, most, you know, most importantly. So, so, man, I'm sorry that I'm hogging this y'all, but, uh, all three of us are pledging. All three. All three of us all are pledging y'all. To, all to, to invest. Uh, when we get, when we get done today, yes, we something sir. we had decided before we even walked in this room that we knew we wanted to I'm be a part to of this. Yes, sir. We wanted to do it on the air. We wanted to give you cash. We had, we all had got one, so we was going to make it rain on you, but we felt like that was inappropriate. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm <laughs> give you the bread later because yes, unlike yep. these two, I don't just carry cash. I don't know what the hell these two do. Oh, God. Outside of work. That's why I got all these ones. You don't even want to know, bro. Instead of being 100 ones. <laughs> and I wasn't at the strip club. What? <laughs> um, what? I like the, uh, and just speaking to the investment piece again, and then kind of um, the thing, what is Malik Kenny doing? How does it differentiate differentiate from what you're doing? Um, because I want everybody to know about all these different things going on in the community where as blacks, we are trying to find a path to our own. Um, uh, sustainable grocery stores mm. that are providing healthy and high quality product of all sorts. I'm gonna be honest. There's no difference with, between what Malik Maliki Keeney and I do. It's no different. Just a different name in a different neighborhood. Yeah. There's no difference in the concept. Um, he's he's building a bigger store. That's probably the only difference. Yeah. You know, I, I like the smaller locations, yeah. more satellite. He's building a big store, but he has a farm and he has other. Um, uses for that space yeah. where I'm more remote 
and, you know, have a smaller space. And, you know, I'm catering to a more of a, a busy Detroiter, the grab-and-go Detroiter. Yeah. But the, the Detroiter that's, you know, um, on their phone a little bit more and can take, because I've been on the content in, in media. I think that that's making it cool. You know what I'm saying? Edutainment has to be there. Yeah. And um, that's the only real difference, man. He's building another, you know, another, another food oasis just on another another side of town. And uh, it's no different. And know? shit, we need 50 of these to open up anyway. So Period. It's, yeah. So, yeah. It, like, that was always the conversation. Me and, me and Malik never had an issue. Yeah. Um, I think he respected and I respected him because when, you know, he'd been doing this before I was doing it. Yeah. So when I came on the scene, that was the first person I wanted to talk to. Not from a, let me pick your brain. It was one, let, let me give you your flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have that opportunity to even be in this fight if it wasn't for the work that he had already mm-hmm. did. So, um, that started our relationship. And then, you know, I, I be, I'm a member of the Food Network. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I've been a voting, I've been a voting, um, uh, member for years. Uh, the Detroit, Detroit Black Food Security Network is what he's yeah, speaking to yeah, right the now. The Detroit Black Community Food Security Network. Um, man, so much, so much, uh, wisdom, man, from such a young guy. Raphael, what are you like, 29? 31. 31? All right, that makes me feel better. Yeah. Made, it made a kill feel way better. He was looking at you like, oh, God, this was like, you're going to be my son. <laughs> I mean, I started, I mean, I started. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this, Full don't grown thirty one year old man could be my son, bro. What is wrong with you? Don't yeah. let him do you like that, man. That's yeah. all he knows. Shit, look at that gray hair on his beard. That's uh, all he but knows. He go, Gruff looking mother. I've been picking up grades too, though, man. Like this project has been stressful as shit, you know. And I done stressful. been through a lot of other stuff with this project, you know what I'm saying? So a, a bunch of added pressure came with this, you know, outside stuff that I didn't think would ever come. So you know, grades coming in, I'm getting them too at thirty one. I'm getting them, man. You know what I'm saying? I saw recently because I get your email blast. I saw you said uh you had got an extension to get the funds that you needed to secure the location recently, right, yeah, right yep yep so what, what how much do you need and how much do we need to push people and, and hit people pockets so I'm, I'm gonna talk about this sunday at the um detroit's church of messiah um in a physical sense people meet you know meet me and i'll give a full project update but in short um i signed a purchase agreement late december um they gave me 60 days to uh, do a due diligence of the property as well as be capital ready to move forward in the event that everything checked out. Um, everything checked out, but the capital ready part, you know, uh, the fundraiser, um, didn't hit the way that I, you know, it should have so that we could be capital ready. Um, so going to, you know, went to the building owner and asked, you know, just can I get some more time, which again matters because I think that the perception is, oh yeah, it ain't going to happen, but. These all these projects go through these same issues, all, mm-hmm. like from big people to Meyer that's supposed to open on Jefferson. They go through the same thing. Right. It's a you know capital issues or what it is. The difference is I'm not asking for a loan as much as I'm working with the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So I have a whole different uphill battle versus going to the bank and things like that. So um, you know just being a little ingenious and you know just found a way to get get a couple of more weeks to get more money available um to to get this space the good thing is um this space is probably overpriced what we agreed upon so now that's being explored like yeah. is this really worth what we signed off on yeah and of course it's never it never is but now, like that, some lenders are involved. They like, nah, that price too high. He got to come down on that price. So now, a different conversation is being had, which is a good one. Yeah. And that's why I need people involved to see 
this side mm. because we are so uninformed on what it takes to get a project like this done, even a small project. People don't know really the work that's needed behind the scenes. And I'm trying to pull the curtain back so everybody can see it, mm. you know, because this is very important that we really want to build the neighborhoods up. These are the headaches we're going to have to deal with. You're going to deal with, you know, the Chaldean. And they don't teach you this. They don't teach you this in school. Like, you know, all these programs, they teach you how to sign a purchase agreement or, you know, how to create a good lease. They don't tell you how to buy from racist people. They don't teach women how to navigate in this business world. They don't, they don't teach you that stuff. I'm trying to teach that stuff. And I'm trying to teach it through experience. Like, we have a whole different issue. And... Now we open up a box like, hey, you're charging me $500,000 more for this store that probably ain't worth it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now we opening up the box and I need people there to see that. And man, you, you said this project is small, uh, small in no fucking respects. You know what I mean? Because the complexity that it takes to open up a quality grocery store is ridiculous. It's, it's a combination of different types of retail. Mm-hmm. You need all types of bodies inside of it. You need all types of minds. Mm-hmm. It is is a complex project, and I mean a complex peace project. Yeah, and I think we are familiar with what we see in our neighborhoods, and we identify that as what a grocery store is, and that ain't what a grocery store is. That's what it ain't actually. That is literally somebody, like you said at the very beginning of this piece, pushing out expired products from other grocery stores mm-hmm. and selling you leftovers at an inflated price. And doing it to make a profit without giving a caring about the community. When you care about your community, when you care about anything, kind of we said, like we said earlier, like even raising a kid, it takes a lot of energy and effort from a community and from somebody who's dedicated to uh, to watching that thing become successful, watching that person become successful. And I, I man, I just want to say I'm proud of you, brother. I'm inspired. I'm, I'm uplifted right now. I'm motivated. I, I'm feeling pumped. I want to quit my job. No, I'm trying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't quit that bag quite yet. That bag is kind of right. But but you are important. Like y'all, all of y'all are important because y'all are getting an opportunity that a lot of people have worked for 30, 40 years don't get. It's people right now. My my neighborhood, right? My neighborhood store. I lived in that neighborhood since '92. Still over there, and. So one guy, he been the stock person that whole time. Mm-hmm. He probably know the store like the back is. I'm pretty sure he do. Mm-hmm. He can run that store if if, if they gave him opportunity. Mm-hmm. But he, I'm pretty sure he couldn't go to the bank and say, "Hey, give me a loan to open the grocery store." I worked in this one for thirty years. Mm-hmm. The reference is gonna be he was a stock person for thirty years. <laughs> he, ain't the, he ain't he ain't got no operating yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. So you know, having that opportunity as a black person, that's one another thing that holds you back is that you don't have the experience. Yeah. You know, you have to really know what the fuck you're doing to yeah. handle uh raw, perishable items right. like mm-hmm. that. And you still getting a one percent margin on that. Cause it, it, and I don't think y'all get that. Just because it ain't like a shirt where it's gonna just sit on a hanger and mm-hmm. be cool. It's gonna go bad soon, mm-hmm. and if you unless you're gonna do some shady practices to mm-hmm. keep it alive you and well, what you, doing. you gotta know what you're doing because otherwise you're gonna lose that small margin, mm-hmm. and that's why like it's really difficult, and that's why some of these places are so shady because they're gonna do some shady practices to sustain the longevity of products. Mm-hmm. I, I I always remember this shit. I, I'm at this market around the corner uh, from where I was standing off of Jefferson, and um, shit, I know grocery stores. I know this, so I'm like, hey man. Is mold on the meat out here, right? To get mold on the smoke product take a hell of a long time, period. Mm-hmm. It ain't like it's been sitting there for like seven days. Mm-hmm. It's been there for weeks. Mm-hmm. I know this for a fact. I do this, right? Mm-hmm. So I tell my man, like, yo, this whole section right here, and this is me looking out too. 
this whole section right here has mold on like some smoked turkey necks or some shit like that. I'm I'm still over there. He grabbed them. Boop, 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 boop. He grabbed all these little packs, right? It's like 10 of them, right? I hear him go to the back. I hear the saw uh, cut on. Zoom, 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 right? He come back out with what looks to me the same turkey necks with the mold cut off of them repackaged, right? Mm-hmm. With a new date on the shit, though. Of course. Mm-hmm. So he just extended the shelf life of it, which is illegal, right? Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, too, the product already had mold on it, so it was already bad. You know mm-hmm. it's bad, but then you extended the shelf life on it, mm-hmm. right? And what what he's working on, what my man's right here, Raphael, is working on, is to try to push that out because those are the things that are going into your bodies, that are going into the communities and molding the minds of the communities that we do have, man. Mm-hmm. Like you said at the beginning, what you put inside your body dictates who you are as a person, how you mm-hmm. feel, how you evolve. I, I was watching some shit recently where they were saying, Humanity, if you believe in evolution, humanity went from being in one state to another state mentally based off of the foods we're eating once we decided to become farmers and we became hunters and gatherers as opposed to scavengers. You know what I mean? So imagine what we're doing to ourselves. Are we taking steps backwards as we eat the things that we are giving to us inside our communities that aren't good for us all and we know that? Or are we making progress? And we know we're not making progress, right? Yeah, I think we are going backwards the longer we go down this road. It's like the the, the shit we talking, this shit is like Spanish to the average, you know, person in our neighborhood, they like, I ain't trying to hear that shit. Right. Because they don't mm-hmm. agree. And right. but it yep. goes back to what they eating every day. Yep. They right. eating trash and it's the it's no different mm-hmm. than being a substance baby like a crack baby. It's mm-hmm. no difference. Like if you eat yeah. trash every day, the temple is the mind is only as good as the temple that is in. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you know, if your mm-hmm. body is trash, your brain is gonna be trash. Mm-hmm. You know, you you're not gonna be a good parent. You mm-hmm. will not be a good child. You will not be a good teacher. You will mm-hmm. not be a good leader if you eating trash every day. And I hate, you know, and you know, again, I come from the, the I come from the world, so it's like I don't wanna run up I don't wanna run no checkup and die when I'm forty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanna live to enjoy this shit too. Mm-hmm. I it's nothing wrong with enjoying this shit. Mm-hmm. It's nothing wrong with making money and, and having Nice things, but it is a waste of time when you don't, you know what I'm saying, have, you know, you, you die when you're 35 or something mm-hmm, like that. Right. You know, people die from heart attack. I'm diabetic. I'm only 32. Well, mm-hmm. 30, I'll be 32 this year. I'm, I'm diabetic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was, I've been diabetic since I was 19. Yeah. Let's hey. knock that off the park, bro. We can do that. Me and you. We yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. We was sending stuff, but I've been working on that. But again, I was a part of the world that didn't see the correlation between health and wealth. You know what I'm saying? That's why I like make the hood great again. That I trademarked that by the way. That's my shit. But now I'm talking about make the hood healthy again and make the hood wealthy again. And you know, that's bring back the community. You know what I'm saying? Like when we had to eat nigga pie. You know what I'm saying? Let's bring that back when we have some unity and some cohesiveness and some leaders to get behind and some followers that actually wanted to follow. Mm. You know, this social media world done created a, a, just a big world of confusion where, mm. you know, nobody wants to follow nobody, mm-hmm. but nobody wants to really lead either. Mm. So it's just kind of like, we just going to do whatever. And it's a, it's a, it's a jungle. You know what I mean? But we, we are, in, I think, in a good place. I think everybody is starting to wake up, wake up again. We're going to kill this shit, man. God sure. damn, bro. this is a good ass episode. Bro. Shit, and mostly because of kill not truth, speaking, bro. but it's still. Bro, oh, man. You uh, done brought so much knowledge. You, booze, huh? And uh, river mouth. And I swear to God, the next, <laughs> the next, uh, meeting, the next meeting we have. <laughs> hey man, because I got uh, I'm sorry. You are so excited, hey man, and then <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, shit. He was so right. about you coming on the show. I swear, bro. bro. I promise you. How could you not be inspired by this man? Because like, he fly, man. And I like, heard the last episode too, and I'm like, y'all not over with. 
I was just in there. I'm in here. Mm-hmm. Oh. I heard the last. I heard that last episode. Like I'm in there. Yeah, Thank man. You, it's, it's all about like bringing people into the fold who like minded, kind of like you said earlier. We doing our own thing, but we moving forward as a unit. I love that shit you said about you and Malik. I love the fact that you said we can do our own thing but still be unified at the same time, man. We because- need each. I mean, we need each other. You know, like we gonna have our fun. I mean, we we one where we got age differences. So we. I mean, who's to say that we could work together on a day to day basis? Right. Like, we probably couldn't work together right. every day. Yeah. You know, we we value different things. We got different aspirations, you know. He got adult children, I got an or a toddler. You know what I'm saying? We have this, you know, just the 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 atmosphere are different for us. But we got to put our money together to, to be effective. You know, we it's the mob. We got to be the mob. You know mm. what I mean? Like we can control the board if we work together and do it. Like you on the west side, I'm on the east side. We find somebody else on the west side. Find somebody else on the east side because I can only do so much on the east. He can only do so much on the west. We're inspiring people to say, "Yep, we need to get in there and do it too." You know, I, I hate like I'm in the I'm in the I mean semi clothing business with Make the Hood Great Again. But I hate when I see like all of my friends got clothing lines and it's like, don't you know we can it could be so much cheaper if we bought this shit together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like again, buying group. We need buying groups. We need buying groups. Like you still you can do your design and have your own identity, but we all buy from the same plug. Mm-hmm. We all got the same plug. Mm-hmm. So you put your money with my money, we buy our stuff together, it'd be cheaper. And then we can really get funky with this shit that we doing like what I've been doing, what I'm about to roll out for Make the Hood Great Again, which is by intention because it's an election year. All of this stuff is being tied together. Grocery store, Make the Hood Great Again, Urban Health Channel. All this stuff is one thing. But it's finna get, it's finna get ridiculous as far as like the, the, the next roll out of information and content. Like it's finna be, it's finna be stupid. But I'm doing that because I'm working with people and we getting the bag cheaper. So now I can actually, add more to the product and the presentation. So that's what it's, it's about, you know, just giving more and just coming correct. You got to come correct with this shit. That boy got a business sure. mind on him, yeah. man. Yeah. Got to come with it, man. For sure. Like For he the, went to Cass or something, bro. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> pretty sure he said he went to King. Definitely yeah. turned but, down Renaissance. <clears throat> sure of that. Any, anywho. For the listeners, I'm a little touched, so it took me like five minutes. But the average person... Who didn't go to cast? You could probably zoom through this in like three minutes. So the website, I was over here struggling. Yo. I saw him like, <laughs> shit, is it a semicolon in there? <laughs> anyways, is neighborhood groceriecom Extra simple. www.neighborhood-grocery.com. The first thing on there is a shopping cart and invest before you even get to the rest of the website. Mm-hmm. You click there. You got options for, you know, you got different ways, different methods you can invest. You got a $5 option on there for some people. But um, I just uh, went on there, got my little email back in like 30 seconds. Everything is copacetic. You, you you invested in something phenomenal. And keep in mind, this is a timely thing. I'm sure they might have things in the future you could you could participate with. But right now, mm-hmm. you get a, a chance to be a part of the basement, the construction. Yeah, the foundation. Man, yeah. that ain't never been done before. Yes, mm-hmm. we had a black grocery store before, but nothing like this with this mm-hmm. level of quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this level of quality and intent, too. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, this going with the the smaller store and y'all you know y'all know the bigger stores oh, they hold get on, bro. let me let me real quick since we want to talk about people don't know about science and stuff the smaller te- Dave back me up now the smaller the space the greater 
the potency, the capacity for energy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's true. Yeah, Period. Contained. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you've seen Bruce Lee hit somebody with a little two-inch punch and knock him back like mm-hmm. 20 feet. Mm-hmm. So that small space about to just have thunder just inside yeah, and the Yeah, and that apply to, it applies to grocery for sure because, you know, and I, and I think I want to take credit for this. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure somebody else has done it, but I think for our people, I did a real study and present this with my, my capital stack to lenders or whatever. The theory has always been the bigger the store, the more money or impact you make in grocery. Mm. But what you don't take into account is the bigger the store, the more equipment, the more people, mm. the more the expense. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of it cancels out what you can make. You can make that same impact with a smaller space, mm-hmm. the less that is required to run it. But you can still make that same dollar per square feet. Now, the downside to that is you lose the people part, right? A big store, you get, you know, in in the in the city, the average store can hold probably like 15, 20 people. Well, you're going to obviously lose that in a smaller space. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm opening up the media in. So now I'm creating more jobs on marketing. You know, everybody don't want to work in the grocery store. But now we doing the social media shit. You know, we opening up legal. We opening up different things to keep this growing and growing. We pretty much just created those jobs that would have been lost anyway. But now they're uh, skill trades and we can pay more money doing that. You know, everybody ain't going to get the customer service wage. Now, now you got specialist jobs being created. You know what I'm saying? So I've been acting, I've been asked for that help too. Like, yo, get on board on these marketing committees and the planning committees and the, the, you know, legal stuff. Like get in on this stuff because again, this is a resume builder and this is where the money going to be built once this thing is done. We got, we have bags that's being created way before the, the bag, you know, way before the stores even started. Mm. We're doing other stuff. You know, it don't just start with grocery, man. It, it starts here and then it expands out. So much is being flipped off of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm working with college students to do make the hood great again because again it sheds more light on the hood but grocery. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The, the 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 urban health channel is a way for people to get some videography, photography experience to tell the story of this grocery store. It all goes into one thing. It's mm-hmm. all going into one bag. So them jobs is being created regardless. So is is this is it, I think it is dynamic, man. I really think it is. I think you it's dynamic. dynamic, bro. You are dynamic, bro. <laughs> you sound good, but you like ooh, you you got the passion coming out your eyes. You got the the inner all the stuff you've been doing the last few. What you say, three years? Mm-hmm. You, I could feel it. Yeah, we've been forward, working. Bro. I've been working, but that's again, that's what social media come in too. Like I show it, good, bad, or indifferent. If something good happened, I'm gonna show it. If something bad happened, I'm gonna show it. Can't say I didn't tell you. Mm-hmm. It didn't work, or this didn't work, or that happened. You can't say you didn't know, because I let everybody know about it. Because it's a community thing, you Man, know, bro. I don't see how this can't be successful, bro. With your energy and passion, like you, you making me want to jump on the team. And I didn't know you for fifty-seven minutes. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to be a partner. You're yeah. true, bro. And sure. I, I like Inspiring, that you go, sure. you're definitely speaking to like finding a way. What is a will? There's a way, man. Yeah. And like that shit is like, it just doesn't exist in the world we live in, man. It's like on to the next thing. I kind of spoke to it earlier. It's like you continuously uh, impress me with your your dedication to the project. And I was watching, uh, do you guys know who Omni in the, uh, Omni, Omni in the Hellcat is? Mm-mm. All right. So it's this cat. He's a YouTuber, right? So YouTubers get paper. Um, this dude got, he, he blew the fuck up last year because. 
he basically would just spend his episode just spending a ton of money, right? He would go out and buy whips, property. He would, um, and like he never spoke to how he got his money. He's a real r- r- irregular guy in that sense. Just got a ton of bread from nowhere. And like when I say he's buying whips, he's he switching out the Lambo truck for like, um, uh, I don't know, a race car or something, right? Just something crazy. And um, last night I was just listening to um how he got his bread. Because it's an interesting story. He he literally got millions of followers within a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And it's like an unheard of thing. And um he said he was getting it through tech, right? And um he got raided by the feds recently, right? And they said that he had an estimate worth of uh fifty million dollars, right? <laughs> and he flexing hard on 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 YouTube. When I say hard, like buying four cars at a time, buying houses. His jewelry is just dumb. Mm-hmm. Going to Best Buy and buying his kids to store, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, just like entertaining to watch somebody spend money, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, he gets he gets raided, and so I'm watching last night on like where he got his bread from. He started off selling dope, got robbed a couple of years ago, got into the tech biz, and just pursued it. Right, mm-hmm. learned one aspect of the tech biz of apps in particular. Wait, actually, take it back. He was buying illegal fire sticks online, and then selling them boys back out. After they had been uh, jailbroken, right? Mm-hmm. So he was selling these fire sticks for all, like, you know, you can get, you can watch any and everything. Started saying, like, damn, what software do you use to jailbreak it? Then got into the, the software portion of how you jailbreak that boy. Mm-hmm. Then went another way mm-hmm. and created like another lane for himself based off of his continuous pursuit of knowledge in the thing that he was just doing. And that's mm-hmm. what you remind me of because I'm just seeing the dollar signs add up as you say, you know what? This, this, in me pursuing grocery, I see these other avenues coming up mm-hmm. and I respect it so much because that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Much like the Middle Eastern cats, they didn't just do a grocery store. And I said this before, they do the grocery store, they do the, uh, they might be a part of distribution. They might be a part of out as a gas station over here. I'm with the gas station. One cat, uh, they own the gas station already. Another Middle Eastern cat pulls up with the groceries, right? Another Middle Eastern cat is taking the, um, putting the, uh, the air inside the machine and taking that that you put mm-hmm. inside the tires. Mm-hmm. Another cat is with the, uh, with the gas itself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they say, you know what? It's eight lanes right here. We need to pursue them all because there's all a whole lot of money in this right here. If we just pursue all the different avenues, mm-hmm. and that's why, as I'm listening to you, I'm like, this boy is so smart and he's so on power and numbers, power mm-hmm. and numbers, and, and and being unified, and they all got their own lanes, but they all eating. Maybe you not as you don't want to work as hard. The dude who's getting the money at the quarters out of the uh, out of the air machine, I said, shit, you a smart motherfucker right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like shit, you putting air in the machine and walking away. Mm-hmm. How easy do it get? And you getting paper. Everybody got to put air inside their tires. We in Detroit. Mm-hmm. You probably got a car or a bus or something. But all of the same, man, like, I feel like you were making it so. It's like a lot of opportunities. Like, kind of just what you're speaking to. It's a lot of opportunities and just pursuing this one goal because it's bigger than just a grocery store. It takes a lot to be successful. It takes the social media outlet. It takes being... um having the right connects as far as the distribution goes and i'm seeing how you plug in all these other people man but it's just a pleasure to speak with you today man and this was man i can't seven to eight seven to eight are dope these last two best day these last two are it's setting bars and i feel like man i I listened to one of our episodes one day because i didn't listen to our episodes forever just real talk and i started listening to the first episode and said god damn this is good as fuck like this shit ain't bad you know what i mean like I, I, I know we like it, you know what I mean? Cause we geek before we even come in this boy. <laughs> but you listen to it and say, we got good synergy, but the, but the, the information you brought today yeah. combined with our, our natural energy to me is just, 
it's just dope, man. And I want to thank you for coming on because we running long already. I know I ate up a lot of time talking, guys. I, I apologize. About I did that. too. <laughs> nah, but, but, you, hey, you, hey, you needed to. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Shit, you, you needed to because a lot of people aren't aware of the things that you brought to the table. I wasn't aware of the different levels, like you saying, peeling back the onions, the different levels yeah. of, you know, stuff you got to go through, the struggles, the the movement, right. as you put it, right. and and you bringing that to the table for inspiring or aspiring entrepreneurs is key, bro. There's a there's a 21, 22-year-old listener right now that is like taking notes, bro. And right, wants to be right, you. right. I want to be like him. Like, wants to that, be you right that's now. Going bro, this on is right the pity. Now, bro. You are yeah. the epitome of what we're about. We are about raising the vibrations inside of our community. This is what you're speaking to right now. Yeah, this shit is so fucking fire because what everything you said is about raising the vibrations inside of our community. And I couldn't be happier for having you on the show today, man. Like, seriously, this was just fire, bro. Between you and Ida, I am, this is the, one of the best days. Um, like, I was, I, I couldn't wait to get on here. Like, um, you kept asking, like, you know, you got your questions. I don't, I don't need no questions, bro. Let's get on here. I already know it's going to mm-hmm. be, this going to be an underhand pitch. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we're going to run this thing. We already know what it is. Yeah. Um, let's bring it. Let's have fun. But let's educate. Let's edutain. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. what we did today, I think. I think this is a, uh, this is, this is a fun, it was fun. We had fun. So, Thank you, brother. The next, cool. next episode, since we have an <laughs> upward trajectory, Let's uh resurrect Malcolm X. And like, What's <laughs> uh, where are we going next? I yeah. know we got a topic. Yeah, we bro. Got a... <laughs> Why do you guys have a secret service? We got a Barack Obama in this bitch today. That's <laughs> what, what we got. About? <laughs> Shit, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. For we sure. running long already. I, as always, we kind of end with appreciations. Uh, any appreciations, my brothers? Man, I want to appreciate ahead of time all these people. That are about mm. to get down with the program and mm. invest in this phenomenal. Man, we're so like minded. I swear I was. I Stop swear I like was me, going to. Stop trying to be like me. Be like Rafa. <laughs> Get like Rafa. Don't watch me watch TV. Damn. Period. <laughs> but anyway, shout out to all the people who about to get down with this amazing, amazing, transformative opportunity. You know, present to us at this time, man. Like you said, it's like this. Not just like he been going in for like three years or whatever, mm-hmm. doing what he been doing recently. But like he said, this is like the byproduct of like. 30 to 50 to whatever. Who knows how much energy was put into the years. So mm-hmm. this particular type of transformation could take place. Thank you for spearheading it, bro. Because mm-hmm. not only is nobody doing it, who else was thinking about the thought you was thinking, bro? This like this, this that. Boo's not really a fan of astrology. But this <laughs> what we mean by that was in the stars, bro. Bro, too, in tune mm-hmm. with the that. You got spirit behind you. You know what I'm saying? You got forces behind mm-hmm. you to be steady and consistent for something like that, man. Mm-hmm. All praises do. Take my hat off to you. Much respect. Much love, bro. All of that. Throwing another 50 next check. Another 50 after yeah, that. Man. We about to go down. We, we, sure. we definitely about to throw all of our back behind that. If you listening, you need to jump on neighborhood slash grocery dot com. And sure. don't don't drop five dollars. Drop that fifty ball. Drop drop a hundred. Yeah. Like you're spending it on weed anyway. Thank you. Yeah, go. Yeah. It's probably bad. It's probably trash. It's probably, probably trash weed. Yeah. Yeah. You're rolling in the swishers. <laughs> Damn. What and I, and be, and I'm gonna jump in just one quick thing for y'all. You know, I know you're giving appreciations, but um trust is big. That's why I've been so transparent, but I've been dedicated too. So I think if you want to get behind something this is how dedicated I've been. I raised um, 
I raised forty eight thousand dollars on GoFundMe. Ooh. Donation base, right? Which is a lot of money, but at the same time not a lot compared to what is what required. You need, yeah. Um I committed to matching that dollar for dollar out of my pocket. Damn. I had some shit happen. Um I had got hacked I got hacked by Russians on my GoFundMe campaign. So I lost eleven grand. I had to give back, right? So I went from forty eight to thirty seven. I bought two market studies. They were twenty thousand a piece. So what I'm what three thousand in the hole. That purchase agreement cost fifty grand to get in there. So I put more into this than I actually raised, mm. right? So not only you know am I doing everything to show people that they can trust me in this process, but I've been dedicated. Whereas most people wouldn't even went that far mm-hmm. and would have been gave up a long time ago. Like mm-hmm. I put more into this than I got. Um, and most people would have quit after the Russian shit, mm-hmm. which I had a, I did a podcast episode about that and that was just so fucked up. But that in itself, most people would have walked away. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still going. Mm-hmm. So if you got anything that will stop you far as trust or belief, you got to read the whole story and then you will know like this, this, this is a real guy and I'm really mm-hmm. doing this for everything. So mm-hmm. real shit. Yeah. Dumb fly. Stand up guy, good energy. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good on like seeing through the, through the skin. You know what I'm saying? Bro, bro cut like that for sure. I appreciate you. Thank you for blessing us with your time, your energy. Thank you for blessing the community. Thank you in advance to all the people who about to be on the planet 300, 400 years in the future who about to be benefiting off of what you're doing mm-hmm. right now. Like, bro, this is big for sure. I know you know, but it's just, right. we just got to get it out. You the man, bro, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. I think we wrapped it up for this episode of the High Vibe, guys. Thank you, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Peace. Peace.